Good afternoon, Patriots, and it's a wonderful Saturday, Saturday, March 5th in the year 2022. And we have <laughs> more crazy going on than ever. Hey, remember, The Founders Bible, thefoundersbible.com is, your, is the Bible for our time. It's an NASB 1995 edition with our Founders documents worked within. And that Bible you get 20% off on when you use your BARDS code, B-A-R-D-S. Founders Bible is printed as an heirloom quality Bible under uh, imprinted in the United States. In fact, the demand has been so high that they're having to go through yet another publishing run to all the patriots that have bought this Bible. It's fantastic. So again, head on over to thefoundersbible.com. Use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, and get a copy of what I consider to be the Bible for the war in our time. It's really a great document. All right, Patriots, the, um, I have an interesting sight to read to you today. <laughs> it's just this thing doesn't get nuttier. It doesn't stop getting nuttier. So we are now seeing a soft rollout of the global new world order. I probably should call it a global Nazi world order. NWO is probably changing new to Nazi is probably more accurate. Um, that new world order is rolling out what will be, I think, is the early stages of a global one world government army. And they're doing it under the guise of calling for help for Ukraine. It's really interesting. This site is called fightforua.org. Fightforua.org. And it's a call for foreign citizens to join its fight for peace and democracy in Europe. I love these words. They're just so well done. It's always interesting how the emblem of Ukraine is the same emblem as a Karzassian or Karzassian mafia. It's almost exactly the same. And also the symbol, if you've been following any of the symbolism, the symbol of Ukraine is the owl. And that goes into some deep satanic stuff. After all, if you want to, this is what it says here. Join the International Legion. It's an international legion, not a foreign legion. See, this is the trick of words here. Join the International Legion of the Defense of Ukraine. If your citizenship is other than Ukrainian, but you are standing with Ukraine against the Russian invasion. If you want actively to participate in fighting for European freedom and democracy, if you have combat experience or want to gain it standing with brave Ukrainian defenders, now is time to act. Join the International Legion of Defense. I swear, I feel like I am in a video game sometimes. I can't believe this stuff is actually happening. Seven steps for the foreign nationals to join the International Legion of Defense of Ukraine. That's the catch right there. So if we're looking at the explosion of information that's against Russia in this thing, one has to ask very suddenly, like, what's such a big deal about Ukraine? And I'm not going to take sides here. I've presented an alternate side of what Putin's motives are. We have no business in there other than the fact that every single time somebody's talking about Ukraine, they represent some massive dirtbaggery in our own country that we already know about. And so if you can't start adding up those chips, you probably need to go get the vax. Just call it a day. Because we're really at a interesting point right now with watching the entire coalition of 
tyrants join forces and all the ones that have been hidden joining forces, something triggered them in Ukraine. So whatever that means, that means that if you support it and you believe it and you're following the same idiots that have driven us into abysmal positions here in the country, then you're an idiot. It's pretty simple math. So um, these steps, the seven steps to being part of the new Nazi world order are pretty easy. You can apply to the embassy of Ukraine in your country. That's a get great one. All the Ukrainian embassies have now become recruitment stations for this. And the list of countries is immense. And we're one of them, naturally. And then all, all the documents, you need to specif- specify what documents and clothings you need or are recommended to have. Documents, you need an international document, a passport to travel abroad. Can you imagine this? If you went to Afghanistan, we've already seen this happen. If you went to Syria to fight for the freedom fighters in Syria, you would be arrested and detained at the border. But now you can go fight for Ukraine with the motive to go join their their foreign legion. And you're okay. Don't worry about it. Just use your U.S. passport and it's a clear to go. Documents confirming your record of military service or if you're law enforcement, there you go, and participation in combat. Other documents are as requested by the defense attache or consulate. That's step two. Step three, arrive at the embassy with documents for the interview of the defense attache. I mean, this is an open advertisement to recruit an army on our soil. I want you to think about that. Right out of the embassy. Imagine if China did that. We're going we're gonna to recruit an army to go fight in Tibet. For all you people that want to go kill all the Tibetans. And there you go. But apparently this is all legal. Because you can go do this, and the U.S. is listed as one of the places you can do this from. Submit your application, step number four, to enlist in the voluntary contracted base military service in the armed forces of Ukraine with assistance with the defense attache. Five, get instructions on how to travel to Ukraine so you can travel there. They're going to give you that. And number six, travel to Ukraine in a defined way. Oh, I don't know what that means. Representative Ukrainian embassies, consulates abroad, and territorial defense of Ukraine will provide assistance on that way. In other words, they're going to probably put you under a diplomatic cover so you can get through the checkpoints. And upon arrival to the collection point in Ukraine, join the International Legion of Defense of Ukraine, sign the contract, and engage the Russian occupiers together with fighters from all over the world and Ukrainian soldiers. Isn't this nice? Oh, there's all sorts of countries. Albania. Oh, you need to see Wag the Dog then. Albania, United States, Uzbekistan, Vatican. Oh, the Vatican. You can. (laughs) This is epic. You can literally go to the Vatican and you can sign up to go fight. This is unbelievable. All you Catholics out there, you just keep praying to that Pope, that snakehead. You keep doing that. That's going to work well. Oh, my goodness. This thing, I cannot believe how many people have sucked in for this narrative. I mean, this is, this is really shows you how deep the programming is and how effective it's been. Too much TV, too much movies. I don't want TV and movies in our future. I want something else. I don't know what it is. But anyway, this is cutting. Check that out. You, you, uh, again, it's fight for Ukraine. No, fight for UA.org. Unbelievable. Patriots, it's time to pray. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you 
for these days that we have together, this fellowship that we continue to build, the strength in this fellowship that we have, and the continual anchoring in this rock of faith. Lord, as we walk through this world, it is increasingly as if we are walking in another reality. And I truly believe that's what the gift you've given us, is that we're walking as we walk with you. We're now able to see the world that we were once part of. And so, Lord, we begin today by thanking you for this grace, this grace to literally give us the eyes to see like no other. Lord, we're reminded in Romans 12, 2, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. And Lord, thank you for that. Thank you for the incredible opportunity to walk in a place where we've been renewed and with the acceptance of Christ, we've been given life and we have been given a renewal on life to see the world with clear eyes and ears to hear. Father, we continue to pray for you to continue to give us that strength in our heart, the clarity in your message and your voice and what you need us to do. And right now, Lord, with all of this chaos, I think each one of us is reaching deeper to you and at times, and forgive us, Lord, but at times it's hard to hear. It's not that we aren't trying, it's that the noise around is so loud that your voice sometimes has a hard time getting through. So forgive us if it does. Lord, just continue to speak to us in bold ways. Give us the messages in the many different ways that you can speak, the infinite ways you can speak. And let us be attentive to when they come. Let us feel it in our heart and soul. Let us know that you're speaking through us in whatever form it is that to, to get through to us. And let us hear that message. Because right now, Lord, this is such an important time for us to be in alignment with what you're asking of us, the things that you need us to do, the urgency for things to get done, and the preparations for our changes that, are, that lie ahead. Lord, we are truly in a place where we are blessed and comfortable in a walk in spite of the craziness in the world. And as I speak for myself and as I hope others will join, I'm there. Send me. Send me, Lord, in this time because this is such a time that we need reason. We need faith. We need the worship of you and we need the acceptance of Christ in people's hearts. This order that we're dealing with is, is so much reminding of, reminds me today of John eight forty four, As we speak to them that are following this narrative, you are of your father, the devil, and you want to do the desires of your father, the devil. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. Whenever he tells a lie, he speaks from his own nature because he is a liar and the father of lies. And so, Lord, we pray the have the ability, the gift, this healing talent native to us, as Christ has told us, that we will do greater works than he. Lord, we truly pray for that ability to reach others, to shatter that spell, to let them see who is speaking to them, that it is the father of lies. It is the murderer from the beginning. And we need 
to have that talent, that ability, that gift, Lord, to be able to break through whatever that is, whether it's something where you've given us as an ability to do, words that we speak, or even just the walk that we make with Christ in our heart. Let us now radiate that truth and that love out to shatter this evil. And we need it as much as we, as you can lead us to do it, Lord. We have a lot of things in our life that we've done wrong, all of us, and we always we should be and hopefully always are seeking forgiveness and repentance for those things as they surface. But Lord, our love for you is true. And our love for the children in this world are true. The heartbreak that we carry for those that have suffered at the hands of this evil because they're so deceived and so easily pulled away from the path and walk of truth. It's beyond words. And so we fight. And we will fight, Lord, until the last breath. We will fight for you. We will fight for our Savior, Christ Jesus. And we will walk this path, no matter what it takes, to hopefully bring more and many home. So guide us, Lord, in this walk. Help those that are being wrapped into these narratives to wake up, to open their eyes, to look up and to see you. To realize the true power of what you bring into this world, the true love of what it is that you offer. And let the deception in which they live begin to break its spell and cast itself away. This is an amazing time, Lord, to see how easily people are deceived and pulled away. And it leaves us at times stunned to look across and see these things and witness how many people are so willing to run towards the flame of deception. We just, we pray for their souls. We pray for them to have that awakening and whatever that takes, wherever you can place us to help shake them awake, bring us there and send us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this amazing opportunity to be part of a war that you will win for allowing us to be on that front line, to be part of your army. For this is your war, Lord, and we are the soldiers in your, in your glorious army. And we will stand and never bow to anyone but you. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. These are really important times that we keep our prayers going and pray for others. They are being deceived by the father of lies. And it is so sickening to witness as we've ourselves have stepped away from that narrative. I think every one of us can reflect to a point in our life where we were caught in some of this hyperbolic narratives of politics and nation states and good versus evil. But it's the good versus evil that's created by men, by the banksters, the manipulators, the deceivers. And ultimately, it's the good versus evil that's manufactured by the father of lies. And that memory should be something we put back before us to remember what it was like to be in that matrix, that hyperbolic loop. And in so doing, remember what it was to get out of that. 
It gives us a sense of empathy, but it also gives us a sense of insight as to how to reach others. Father's going to lead us in all of this, and he is leading us, and he's shaking the world. And not, not one of us individually is going to accomplish this role of waking everybody up, but all of us collectively working in our spaces that we have, our areas of influence, will shake the earth. If you get wrapped up into the sense that it is such a big fight, that it is bigger than us, read Gideon. Read the story of Gideon. And remember, it only took 300. If you feel that the enemy's too big, read David and remember the power of a shepherd boy in three stones. This is the fight that we're in because God doesn't need many. What he needs are the people that truly trust in him, believe in him, and walk as believers in Christ. That's what he needs, unwaveringly. And that isn't to say that anybody out here is going to be unwaveringly perfect. And I say that because we, we do as humans, I think we tend to always go to the impossible. I want to have you think about something. And it's a really profound insight that I think we miss. Christ was at a point, as you remember the story, was in between the accused adulteress and the accusers. And they were getting ready to stone her. And Christ made his comments and basically said, if you're going to cast a stone, cast first a stone on he who has not sinned. And those that were going to cast the stones went away. And so then he asked the adulteress, are, is there anybody, are any of your accusers present? Now, again, I'm paraphrasing, but you know the story. And if you don't know the story, go read the story. And she said, no, there, no, my Lord, the Roman's going to be here. And then he says these words, go and sin no more. Now, just think about that for a second. Christ has said to her that she can go. Christ has said to her that she can go and sin no more. Our teachings in the church tell us that we are constantly sinners, that we will forever be sinners, that we can never be anything but sinners. And yet Christ has told an adulteress that she can go and sin no more. Is he lying? Is he exaggerating? Because I don't think either of those things would be a correct interpretation of Christ's words. What that tells me is that if we truly embrace Christ, if my people will humble themselves before me and seek my face, the words that we always seem to jump past, I will heal their land. And ask forgiveness for their sins, I will heal their land. Seek my face right there. I'm linking two different passages together. If Christ has said to an adulteress that she can go and sin no more, does that not mean that we can do the same? And what that tells me is it is us seeking truly that intimacy to seek the face of God, to put ourselves before him and truly seek that intimate relationship that guides us in all that we do. It's a rather profound thought because if that's what we're capable of, then all the other things begin to make sense. 
You can do greater works than me. You have dominion over all evil. You have the right to step on snakes and scorpions, all of this. But what we keep doing is we keep getting trapped in these narratives that they tell us. There's an amazing experiment that was done. It was done with fleas. And this is ultimately how they control us and how they limit us. They take fleas. They took some fleas, and they, a whole bunch of them, by the way, and they put them into a big jar. But it was kind of a short, stubby jar and high enough to where the fleas could jump out of the jar. So they put them in there, and then they screw the lid on top of the fleas. And they let them sit for 24 hours. And when they come back, they unscrew the lid and the fleas will never jump out of that jar again because the fleas have been conditioned in 24 hours that the height of their world cannot exceed the limit of the lid on that, on that jar. And here's the best part. The offspring of the fleas will also do the same. They will never jump past the limit of the jar because the parents condition the youth to do the same thing. So I'm challenging each and every one of us to strive for greatness, to strive to greater heights, to not be limited by this burden of telling you that you are a perpetual sinner, that you will never be right. I do not believe in that. I absolutely don't believe it. I believe we are great. I think that we have the potential of being incredible. And I think Christ was telling us that the whole time. I mean, why else would he say those words? Why else would he say, do greater works than me? Why else would he say these things? Is he exaggerating? God's son exaggerating? God's son using metaphor? God's son using not telling the truth? I mean, you, you, you decide. I know where I've decided. God's son has told us the truth. The question is, will we believe it and will we embrace it? And if we will believe it and if we will embrace it, we have an unlimited potential. And the only thing that's limiting us is ourselves. Last point here, it's just worth looking at. There is a book, if you've never read it, called Jonathan Livingston Siegel. And I find it very interesting because the entire story of Jonathan Livingston Siegel was a seagull that broke out of the pack that was trying to do trying to fly in ways that other seagulls said he couldn't fly. Now, this is the part of the story I find interesting because this book was pretty prevalent, pretty well known in the 70s and early 80s, the same time as the Christian Reborn movement started to kick up across the entire country. And that book was on their books of readings that people shouldn't do. The reason they targeted it, they said, is that at the end of the book, Jonathan Slevingston Siegel dies, and then he arrives at a place where essentially it appears in the book the way it's written, though it doesn't say this, that he's been reincarnated. I have no idea. He just arrives, he awakens to a back to another world where there's seagulls and he's flying, but all of a sudden he discovers that in the world that he's in, all the high-performance stuff that he'd been working on before was the starting point to the infant of where he could go. You take it as you mean. I don't, you take it as you want. I don't care. I'm not making a judgment either way. But I do find it interesting that a book that talked about breaking the limits and going beyond was targeted by the, revival, the reborn movement as a book not to read. That's very suspect to me. I know this. I have never let other people tell me what I can't do. 
at those moments when those roadblocks blocks are put in and they step in my way, I always have problems. When I kick them out of the way and I turn to God, the limit and the potential of what we can do is unlimited. And if Christ is saying to go and sin no more, and if Christ is saying we have dominion over all evil, and if Christ is saying we will do greater works than he, I believe it and I accept it. I just have to find the path to get there. So I'd encourage you to join me in the walk. I want to find that path. Because ultimately, that's a path right next to the throne of Father. And I think that's a glorious thing. Patriots, have a very blessed day. Hope you enjoy your Saturday. I'll see you this evening for Fishers of Men. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent and always press into the fight. Prayers, Patriots, will keep us tied to that rock of faith. Connected deeply with Father, which we need so much these days. We need to have the intimate relationship to Father. If they, if they shall seek my face. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for such a time as this. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Have a blessed day. I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then, or until the next time. God bless. And out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs, and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you and what you can do for your country.
an old evil that has waited thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.